What's up, everybody? It's me. It's me. It's the JAT Double B. As always, I'm here with my co-host, superstar James Starring, the guy that makes the ladies scream until they cream. The legendary creaming. Um, we are back. It's been, man, I don't even remember last time we did episode two weeks ago, I guess. Yeah, it's been a couple weeks. We've been super busy. Yep, and by busy, we both almost died. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I guess, Jamie, you can start. Yours was a little more serious than mine. Uh, yeah, just a little bit. Uh, well, I got T-boned, driving my Jeep home from work, long day of work, 24-hour work day, uh, you know, just revamping businesses, opening businesses for me. Uh, a 70-year-old guy with an oxygen tank who had no insurance, by the way, ran a stop sign and thought he could make it. On the, yep, thought he could make it. Uh, <laughs> uh, T-boned me on my driver's side in my driver's door. Uh, Jeep went up on two wheels, turned over, flipped, slid down the road about 25 feet, uh, walked right out of it like nothing happened. Obviously. Uh, yeah. A little banged up. Uh, fortunate enough to kind of walk away, but uh, just goes to show you that this old son of a bitch can still take one hell of a bump. Um, yeah, that's about the extent of it. I mean, I couldn't, I was kind of mad at for actually first, this is actually a hilarious story. Um, it's not, the wreck is stupid and it pisses me off because that stupid son of a bitch was driving. Uh, well, first of all, he may be dead, which is good news. Um, <laughs> He wasn't breathing, so they took him in an ambulance completely. I haven't heard anything. I don't know if he's – he may be dead. I don't know. Uh, it might be why his insurance denied my claim. So he had insurance written down on the police report. The policeman did, but it was denied. So I don't know. He either died or who knows. Um, so I'm literally – my Jeep is on its side. I, I push myself up after smashing my head off the side – Smashed my head pretty hard. I had zero scratches and zero bleeding. Um, shows how strong I am, how good of skin, and how uh, how good of skin. Yeah, <laughs> how uh, how abrasion resistant my skin is. Um, probably same skin as the rock from skyscraper, just a different color. Yeah, um, but this was this is actually hilarious, and I literally thought of it. I, I was dangling from my seatbelt. I pushed myself up. I unbuckled my seatbelt, dropped down to my feet. Like my feet were on the ground. My feet were standing on my passenger window, but my passenger window was busted out. So I was standing on glass and asphalt. And I popped my head through my driver's window, which was rolled halfway down. So I was standing on the, on the street with my feet through my passenger window. And I popped my head up like a whack-a-mole. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it was hilarious. And I remember thinking I popped out and I was like, what the fuck just happened? That guy just T-boned me and ran a stop sign. What the fuck? And I was yelling, God damn it. And fuck a bunch. And this dude, like my Jeep was smoking and fluids were just spewing out of it. And this dude looks at me. He goes, he goes, dude, you gotta kick your windshield out right now. 
and I looked at, I looked at the windshield and I was like, those aren't, I can't kick that out from where I'm like, that's not how those are supposed to work. Uh, and he's like, uh, he goes, you got it. Can you climb out? And I was like, I, I use, my head barely fits this. You, I'm too fat to climb out. I've been working out, but like, I'm, you, you know, were, not there. you started out crazy fat. So yeah, I did. So like, and I'm, you know, I'm in great shape right now, but I'm, you know, it's taken, you know, I've only been working out for a month and did that cleanse. So I'm already in great shape, better shape than anybody watching me at that point out there on the road. And then that guy freaks out. He goes, I'll be back. He goes, I'm going to get my sledgehammer. And he took off. <laughs> <laughs> so I start laughing. I was like, what's going on? And I look at the guy that was standing beside him. I was like, dude, can you just open my back hatch so I can walk out, climb out of my car? And he was like, yeah, I got you. So I just climbed out of it. Uh, that was just pretty hilarious. I bet it looked hilarious. Like if I were to go back and watch it, it was probably hilarious. Dude, I would have loved to have seen you climbing out of the back of that car. Yeah, I know. It was it was pretty sexy. A lot of a lot of chicks were there stopped to see if I was okay, bringing me water. And I was having to tell them, you know, that I can't. There's too many of them. There was too many at that time, and I was a little shook up. But anyway, I shook it off. I'm okay. I'm uh. I'm good to go. I'm banged up. Got to go through some physical therapy. Uh, neck and my left shoulder's a little screwed up. So, but other than that, you know, I, I didn't break any arms. Uh, I didn't break anything. Just it's going to be a, a road to recovery. Uh, physical therapy, getting back and neck and shoulder in line and see where we go from here. Yeah, that should, uh, I've done physical therapy. I dominated it, so you shouldn't be in there long. Uh, some people go for a year. I, won't, I only went for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, no, that's good that you're all right. I mean, it sucks that you got in a wreck. Um, you're a terrible driver. I don't know how else to put it. <laughs> um, but I haven't been around because you talked about getting in shape and doing your cleanse ever since i did that fucking cleanse it feels like i've been sick but um i was sick like last week i was sick the week before that i think i don't know i've been sick like three times in the last month and a half it's fucking stupid have you been so, tested for aids like is your immune system going down i mean i might have aids i don't know i i the doctor said, because I had, like, food poisoning or my stomach was fucked up or something, and I was just, like, at both ends for a couple of days, and, like, when I got Master sick. Master blaster? Yeah. When I got sick this last time, I went to the doctor, and he was like, you're severely dehydrated. I was like, well, I had, like, food poisoning last week, and he's like, yeah, that's probably why you got sick, so. I don't know, man. I drink water like a mug. I must have been really dehydrated. But yeah, maybe who knows, man, I slept it off. Obviously I'm fine, but, uh, we both in MIA. I actually, uh, we never did a WrestleMania recap. Um, I did record a couple segments. We both did with a few people that I guess are just going to be lost episodes now. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. I just, our opinion is probably better anyway without theirs. (laughs) <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah time to move on what are you drinking on PBR 
Yeah, well, I'm drinking a uh, one of them lime Lacroix. Oh yeah, yeah. You can't drink when you have a concussion, I guess. Nope. Um, yeah, I was. Con- I might still be concussed. Who knows? I've been forgetting things a little bit lately. Yeah, you probably got CTE. Good thing I don't have a wife and kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rest in peace, Chris Lenoir. Um Yep. <laughs> Speaking of Mother's Day coming up. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Happy Mother's Day, woman. Happy Mother's Day, woman. More importantly, happy Father's Day coming up, Chris Benoit. Yeah. So, yeah. So, we've been uh, just off, man. Uh, yeah. I haven't, haven't been able to podcast. I know we missed WrestleMania, um, but we can definitely talk about that. I mean, so WrestleMania weekend, there was 50-something shows. It's just so ridiculous. Like, from when I went to my first WrestleMania to now. Oh, God. I mean, I was at WrestleMania 23. There was only, like, three shows that whole weekend. Yeah, it's it's gotten it's almost too much and the one thing i mean we don't have to cover every show obviously but um you know takeover was the best show easily and, best show of the weekend yeah and um i just that all a lot of the indie wrestling was just disappointing in my opinion a lot of the stuff i watched just wasn't as good as i thought it would be so there's just you know t- too much of a good thing is a bad thing i guess yeah, a lot of people are just kind of off their game. I don't know. I think it's like WrestleMania is so big now, and you're adding like AEW, which has a lot of people who didn't even compete WrestleMania weekend. There's just a lot going on in the world right now of wrestling. People are trying to figure out who they need to be with and break contracts. There's just a lot of weird shit going on. Uh, yeah, it was a lot. So and speak, well, speaking of weird shit, I mean, what I did want to talk about, uh, well, I guess we could start with the Hall of Fame. So, yeah, you know, Bret Hart is giving his speech, and um, this this idiot like tackles him and punches him and tries to put like a hold on him, and immediately gets fucked up. I mean, this yeah. kid um, had Travis Brown on him. Um, David Boy Smith, yeah, David Boy Smith Jr came and I heard an interview he said he thought he thought they were shooting an angle at first so he didn't do anything but then when he realized it was real he immediately jumped in there he said if he would have got there sooner you know that could be dead but yeah um, I mean he may still be dead because Dash Wilder absolutely knocked him the fuck out yeah he I mean there's a picture of his mugshot after yeah, it's he hilarious. Is, yeah, he is fucked up, dude. Like, that's the one you don't want to piss off a bunch of wrestlers. And all the wrestlers are right there in the front row. Like, a lot of them are probably drinking. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, he Slater looked blacked out. Yeah. I mean, I'll, it's like the worst possible place that kid could have done that. Like, the worst possible yeah, the time. Worst possible. And he's actually lucky because did you see Braun Strowman start running after him? No, that would have been a nightmare. The Braun Strowman started running after the pile, and I thought for sure, like when I watched, I was like, oh, God, this is where I'm about to watch a murder. So Braun Strowman made an eating. If Big Show didn't pull 
Dave Boy Smith Jr. off, he would have killed him. Um, I mean, but I mean, that only person in the- that kid that is could- a piece of shit. I mean, that kid is a piece of shit. Yeah. Like, Bret Hart's 62 years old. He's a stroke survivor. He's a cancer survivor. You know, get- soccer. Yeah. It's a screech. I don't know what you're doing to your phone, but it sounds like you're having a stroke. <laughs> and, sur- and surviving cancer. Yeah. yeah, you're good now. But, so, you, you, you punch a 62-year-old man, and it's just, they there's a piece of shit. I mean, I just, I mean, if if Jamie if Jamie is sitting front row at the Hall of Fame, listening to Bret Hart and sees this, I mean, immediately that kid's dead, right? Uh, yeah, he's dead. It's the stupid uniform outfit he was wearing or whatever, like, just, God, what a loser, man. I, I, I may not ever let him even got to Bret, so... Yeah, that's – I mean, they're definitely not going to do that setup ever again. No, that setup was ridiculous when I saw it in the first place anyway. It was fucking stupid. Well, it was, uh, it was lazy. They just wanted to set up for takeover. Yeah, that's all they – yeah, they just set that shit up and did it there, and everybody was like, good, and I don't know. A stroke survivor, a cancer survivor, a screw job survivor, a motorcycle wreck survivor, I mean – I mean, because they had takeover on Friday, Hall of Fame Saturday, and then Raw Monday, Tuesday. So they don't want to like tear, like reset everything. So they no. just they kept the ring there. That's why they did it. And they it, were too uh, cheap to get do it in a, another venue too. Yeah, and you have the you don't have the barricade <laughs> because you have all the wrestlers there in the front rows. And yeah, they're definitely not going to do that again. Um, but I just am surprised there wasn't more like security around that. I just didn't really, maybe, you know, obviously that was the, I, I didn't watch the hall of fame. That's for sure. I just watched that video, but I mean, yeah, I sec- security fucked up, but security saved that kid's life because the wrestlers were going to kill him. Yeah. It's um, fair game. Yeah. He's an idiot. Um, he won't be on the podcast. Uh, he will not. Um, but yes, also speaking of people who won't be on the podcast, uh, Enzo and Cass. Yep, they will so, never be on the podcast. Yeah, I want to get your thoughts because I don't even know how to explain this shit show. Um, Ring of Honor was the worst show in the weekend. Well, it was. I mean, so Ring of Honor fucked up probably more than anybody over the weekend. Yeah, I'm not going to um, shit on New Japan, but I'll shit on Ring of Honor. Yeah, the new the new Japan matches, you know, were, as advertised, they were unbelievable. But Ring of Honor's portion, there was a there was a part of that show starting with um, the women's match, which ended with Kelly Klein winning, and then the beautiful people came out, and no one gave a shit, <laughs> and. That went right into this Mega Ran guy rapping who's terrible. Nobody wanted to see him rap. And to bully, I couldn't even figure out what was going on at that point. Dude, and Bully Ray coming out. And then, so Bully Ray was supposed to fight Juice Robinson. And then they showed Juice Robinson in the back. And he is, like, dead. 
and they announced the announcers like this is early in the show. The announcers are like, Juice Robinson can't wrestle tonight. Doctors won't let him. He's been attacked. Blah blah blah. So mystery opponent. So Flip comes out, which Flip can barely walk. <laughs> somehow wrestled, and then Juice comes out like nothing even happened. And yeah, they I don't have think a, he was lamping or nothing. No, he didn't have any sign that he couldn't wrestle or had been attacked 20 minutes before that. And they have a three-on-three, like, hardcore match that lasted, like, 35 minutes. I mean, it was terrible. The crowd hated it. And then they went right into the tag match, which was fine. But, you know, they have this terrible – they decide to do this shoot-work, shoot-work thing where – end zone cast come out of the crowd and start fighting the Briscoes. And of course, Bully Ray has to be involved because it's probably his idea. And so Bully Ray's just there for some reason and he starts fighting and it was like so weird, but they didn't show it on camera because they wanted it to be real. And I guess end zone cast are in ring of honor, although they haven't been on TV and there's no sign of them coming to ring of honor. The whole thing is just so bizarre. I can't imagine anyone wanting Enzo Amore to wrestle for them. I couldn't imagine anyone want, I mean, I would rather listen to his music than watch him wrestle. But I also, from day one, I hated Enzo and Cass. I hated, I hated the 10 minutes every week. I don't know. I don't know if that's true. Yeah. Always hated them. You can go back and look at everything. I've never liked Enzo and Cass. I don't think I've ever I ever pronounced his name right either, or at least texted it out right. I'll uh, tell you the best thing they ever did was when they when they debuted on Raw and they they cut that promo on the Dudleys and they said something about knocking your lazy eye back into work or something. Yeah, I, I don't know, but that was literally the best thing they've ever done. I remember him getting knocked out by the ropes. Yeah, which is embarrassing. <laughs> Well, bottom line, they're both pieces of shit. Like, whether you like their in-ring work or their mic work, whatever, like, Cass got kicked out of WWE because he's a piece of shit. Everyone hated him. Um, Enzo. Enzo Enzo got fired because of the sexual assault thing, which wasn't real, which I think we called. Yeah. And then, um, but Enzo, a week, I think it was a week after he left WWE, went on podcast. And talked about how he's had concussions, he's had injuries, he just realized wrestling isn't for him, and cut this huge promo about how he's never going to wrestle again, and he's got, he's going to do music, and he's got movies coming out, and like all this shit. And a year later, guess what? No one gives a shit about your music. No one wants to make your shitty movies. So now you're going to try to come back to wrestling. I'm sure he tried to go to WWE. Or, you know, he did the Survivor Series thing, and yeah. I'm sure he. He did a shoot interview, and now he's trying to get work, and Ring of Honor is stupid enough to try it. I don't know. Man, talk about a bad decision. Yeah, an awful decision. I mean, I don't even know his music career. First of all, his music videos are the things you send to people to watch to die laughing at, like to literally (laughs) just make fun of and be like, oh, my God, this guy's doing this. Yeah, I watched some of his music videos. They are fucking hilarious. They are hilarious. I mean, I'm talking about like a retard in a room full of bouncy balls. Hilarious. Yeah. My favorite one is 
he's with a live band and they're just they're jamming the band's not bad and he's trying to like freestyle while the, the, they're jamming and he's dancing and he's i mean yeah. it is it is hilarious how bad he is and he you can literally tell he has no idea what music actually is yeah uh but i mean you know, I, I, it's it's coming from his soul so uh Look, the the rumor is is that Bully Ray has a lot of stroke with Ring of Honor now, and he wants to do some of these outside the box ideas to get them to another level. Um, it's just not going to work. Yeah, I remember when WCW tried to go outside the box. Yeah, I mean Bully Ray talked about how successfully was an impact. I listened to Bully Ray on Jericho's podcast, and he said that he had two ideas for who he wanted to wrestle at Madison Square Garden and Jericho asked him who, and he said Hulk Hogan or Sting. And I was like, oh, so I had a Ring of Honor show <laughs> yeah. at Madison Square Garden. You want to wrestle Hulk Hogan, who's fucking 65, can barely walk. He can barely walk, and Sting can't wrestle because Seth Rollins broke his neck. Yeah, I mean, Billy Ray thinks that he is... Who are both under WWF contracts. WWE contracts. Why... I don't even know. He's a, I mean, he just thinks he's like God's gift to wrestling. I mean, he has done a lot, I guess, but. He's done a lot. I was all right with aces and eights at first, and then it became NWO, and it was whatever. Yeah, I, I don't know how many good ideas Billy Ray has had. Yeah. But uh, the Enzo thing, if that, if that was his idea, I'm not sure it was, but. <laughs> Obviously, hopefully they forgot Ring of Honor has decided not to pursue it. Yeah. Do you think uh, uh, Blake Booger liked that segment? What, did he talk to you about it? Yeah, Blake said it was awesome live, but I, I mean, I don't think he's a fan of Enzo, no. I know that Ben Ben Harris, the king of wrestling knowledge, is a big fan of it. Ben Harris is a big fan of Enzo and Cass going to... Yeah, he loves it. Yeah, was he a big fan of the Gobbly Gooker? Probably. He's a big. His favorite spot on any wrestling show ever was Sami Zayn Bobby Lashley um, Monkey Bar contest. So, oh, okay. I don't know, man. What if your favorite spot included Bobby Lashley? Yeah, he's. I mean, I, the Enzo thing. I mean, we spent too much time on it, but you know, Ring of Honor should just keep doing what they're doing, man. They need to bring up new talent, young talent, and, you know. I think they're freaking out because of AEW, but. Yeah, they are. I don't know. Uh, it's uh, It was terrible, but um, before we get into WrestleMania, is there anything else about the weekend you want to talk about? Um, What did you think about uh, Invisible Man versus Invisible Stan? That referee who worked that match is one of the best referees I've ever seen. Yeah, who was it? I forget his name. I think All Elite signed him, though. They should. Um, but he he obviously made that match. And, um, you know, it was fun. It's not the greatest match I've ever seen, but it was definitely fun. And the whole time I was just watching that ref, like, dude, this, this guy is fucking incredible. Dude, he was so good. It was just... I didn't think when I saw that it was just a regular referee, I was like, fuck, they're not going to be able to pull this off. But I mean, they did a pretty good job. 
Yeah, for a, a match with two invisible people, they did really good. Yeah. And he, even the crowd, like, playing along with the entrances where they acted like they were, like, booing or high five, like, walking in front of them. And, I mean, e- everyone did really good with it. Yeah. Uh, it's not something you want to see a hundred times, but. No. It's something that's. The one time was pretty cool. Yeah. And it can be, like, a a fun side story going forward we don't need invisible matches every pay-per-view they did it once it was great maybe something comes up i mean i would like to see you know uh just a just a tweet here and there just filling us in on the lives uh of people and uh, you know invisible stand and seeing what's going on but uh you know a couple years down the road maybe he'll wrestle again who knows i mean the storyline to build that was phenomenal oh it was that's better writing than WWE's had in five years, six years. Oh, easily, yeah. So uh, it's definitely worth checking out if you haven't seen it. Um, but yeah, uh, so WrestleMania, what almost eight hours long? Yeah, unbearable. Yeah, I can't imagine being there. I heard a lot of people um, couldn't get an Uber till like five thirty in the morning. I mean, what a nightmare situation, dude. Um. Probably worse than Dallas. Probably worse than the Holocaust. Yeah, probably. Um, but um, I don't know. I, I'm not going to cover the whole WrestleMania. No, God, um, take, I couldn't even do it. We'd be here next week still. Yeah, so, but we will say that, I mean, everyone, I think, would agree that Kofi and Brian was the best match by far. Yep, it was. It was a good match. I, uh, I had to work at my store in the mountains that day. So I turned WrestleMania on up there. I got it. They have Roku TVs. So I uh, downloaded the WWE app and signed in and watched it. And I left. I left during the – it's about an hour and 20-minute drive. So I left at the end of the Miz match, and then I was like, shit, it's Daniel Bryan Kofi match. So I pulled over on the Interstate 70 on the side of the Great Divide and – uh watch that match on my phone. <laughs> I mean, it was the best match of the night. Um, I mean, we have our opinions about Daniel Bryan, but um, yeah. they, they both did very well. And Coffee made him look really good. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, people love Kofi. I don't know why. I mean, he's cool, but, like, this Kofi mania thing was out of nowhere, but yeah, it's another it was... story for another day, but – yeah, I don't know. It, uh, it was a good match. I was happy. I was happy yeah. for him, whatever. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. I mean, Xavier Woods was like legit crying. Yeah. Um, they were happy for Kofi. So it was a cool moment. Um, the fans, you know, complain as much as you want about how WWE never gives you what you want. They gave you three baby face, happy title victories. Yep. So, um, the other one, of course, which I thought was really cool how they did it. They, Paul Heyman comes out, interrupts Hogan, which, dude, Hogan's so sad now. Yeah, Hogan, I, mean, I can't even look at him, dude. It, it's depressing. I'd almost rather watch Luger. It is depressing. Um, but, yeah, so Paul Heyman says, if we're not last, we're going to be first so we can get out of here. We got shit to do. We got to go to Vegas. Yep. So, um they had the match right away. I thought that was uh, a they, great way to start the show. The crowd was a great. Off. 
yeah, it's a great way to start the show. The match was booked right, in my opinion. Yep. They brawled. There wasn't a lot to it. And Seth Rollins wins. And the crowd, I mean, talk about best case scenario for Seth Rollins. You have a fresh crowd who could go ape shit for you. I mean, six hours in, they're not going to care that you won the title. So, <coughs> okay, so. Jesus, do you sound like you got bird flu? I do, dude. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be sick for the rest of my life. That's all there is to it. Um, that's, uh, that's that's embarrassing. Well, a weaker man would be fucked, but um, yeah, that's fair. I guess even if you're sick, you're still probably twice as strong as a normal man. Yeah, I mean, I'm still going to work. I, I mean, I worked out for like two and a half hours today. I, I took Rachel to Costco. Fucking, I mean, I do more than an average man does. Oh, easily, especially in bed. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so anyways, um, uh, yeah, so Seth Rollins had a good night. Who didn't have a good night is the women. Um, didn't live up to the hype. Uh, main event, first time ever. To be fair, I mean, eight hours in, the crowd isn't really going to give a shit. Everyone just wanted to go home, but. Uh, crowd wasn't into it. They botched a few things and just wasn't good, man. Even like Rousey's best match, Becky Lynch. I mean, you can love her all you want. She just didn't do it, man. It just wasn't great, but Becky Lynch did win. Yeah, you know, no surprise. Uh, the booking up to this match was, I'm not really sure. Overbooked. Yeah. But it's fine. It wasn't a great match. They botched the finish. The referee got fined because of it. Um, I don't know if you heard about that or not, but Yeah, I mean they're good. I mean it's hilarious that he got fined. It was Rousey's fault. Yeah. He, he was just doing what he's supposed to do. He had to referee a women's triple threat match. You know how hard that is? Yeah. The first main event women's match. I mean, he did exactly what he's supposed to do, but the ending fucked up, so they have to blame somebody. I mean, it's the story with WWE. I don't know if you heard the um, Hall of Fame story, but, you know, the same thing. R.D. Evans, he's a writer for WWE. He wrote Bret Hart's speech. Yeah, not supposed to mention Vince. Yeah, you're not supposed to thank Vince McMahon. And Bret thanked Vince McMahon. I don't know if it was written. I don't know if Bret just said that. But because I guess because of everything that was going on with the attack and, you know, tension was high and they, they like, Vince, like, freaked out and yelled at him. And he, some say he got fired, some say he got quit. It was like, a, I quit. You can't quit because you're fired. It was one of those situations. You know, Jamie probably has to do it every day. <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah, I do. You know, um. The shittiest part, I mean, so the guy has to quit because of this thing. And then DX, in their Hall of Fame speech, talked 10 minutes about how, hey, guys, don't say Vince McMahon. And they all say Vince McMahon like 100 times. So they just make a big joke out of this guy's fucking career. <laughs> so it's, it's hilarious. But, I mean, what, what a bunch I mean, of did Bret Hart Did Bret Hart thank him before or after the attack? It was after. 
Yeah, so Bret Hart probably didn't even remember. He's a goddamn stroke victim. There's no way he remembered what he was supposed to say. He probably yeah. just did it. He just got attacked by a fan. Like, his life just got threatened. Yeah, and, I mean, Bret Hart wrestled for 20 years. Vince McMahon made him. Uh, why can't he say thank you to Vince McMahon? Yeah. I think Vince just doesn't want the – I think the, he's like – it's that prideful, like, you know – the king of the jungle type deal where it's like, it's not, you know, I don't want you to talk about me. This day's about you. You know what I mean? Like it's, no, it's that's what it is. Yeah. He's, he yeah. doesn't want it to be about him. And he, I, you know, he doesn't want people kissing his ass during their hall of fame speech. I mean, I get it, but if it slips out, I mean, I'm sure if Brett didn't just get attacked, it probably would have been handled a little better. Yeah. Um, and or he may know, not have even said it. A lot of people don't, you know, it's not a popular thing to work for WWE right now, so it's a way out, I guess you could say, but um, I don't know, man. You know, it's just, but it's an example of how, like, they fuck people over all the time. So that referee, I mean, it wasn't his fault, but whatever. Yeah, we just talked more about that than we did the women's match, so that shows I mean, that you. tells you. So, yeah, when, WrestleMania when, weekend over. <laughs> yeah. When I tell you, when they, when everyone's like, oh, my God, it's the first ever women's Hell in a Cell. Oh, my God, it's the first ever women's Royal Rumble. Oh, my God, the women are main event in Royal Rumble or, or uh, WrestleMania. Like, it doesn't mean anything. No. I mean, Becky Lynch is okay. She's okay. She's not Stone Cold Steve Austin. Nope. Charlotte Flair is probably the best women's wrestler of all time. But She's pretty – she's – She's pretty good. Yeah. Ronda Rousey is a great athlete, but she's been wrestling for a year. Yeah. So, you know, it was what it was, man. I'm sure those chicks were nervous as hell. I'm sure the the crowd being, you know, dead tired probably didn't help. Yeah, the crowd was – I mean, there was probably people that died of old age there. Listen, and this goes to everyone, not just WWE, but everyone. Ring of Honor, Impact, AEW, everyone. Don't put on a show longer than four hours. I would even just honestly, I would say three, even three, three is about the perfect amount of time for somebody to sit in an uncomfortable venue in an uncomfortable seat or watch something on TV. Yeah. But it's just, I mean, people are going to, it's just too much, man. I mean, at least at home you can watch in segments, but dude, like, Eight hours is ridiculous, and I mean, I'm so glad I didn't go this year. Um, takeover, you know what? You know, part of the reason Takeover is so popular is because no matter what, they do five matches, and it's like two and a half hours to three hours every time. Yeah, and it's they, perfect. They never do more than five matches. It's perfect. It's, it's a perfect formula. I don't know why more people don't adopt it. I mean, I get. It's WrestleMania. You want as many people on there as possible, but they're not even getting pay-per-view bonuses anymore. So, I don't yeah, know. I don't even. Yeah, I mean, if they want to keep doing that, they need to have it be two days or something. Yeah, they do. But yeah, that's WrestleMania weekend. Um, me and Jamie in about fifteen minutes just did what was going to be an hour-long episode. So you're welcome. Yep. Um. So yeah. Um. And then 
you know, I mean, to I don't want to just bash WWE for an hour, but, um, you know, the the Monday Raw after is supposed to be the best show of the year, and they don't do anything because they planned a sh- superstar shakeup for the week after, so they don't really run any big angles because they want to run big angles for the shakeup. So Raw and SmackDown after WrestleMania sucked, and then the shakeup was so confusing that it sucked and then now the shake they're shaking up again like people who debuted on raw like andrade debuted on raw but now he's back on smackdown um alisha black is back on smackdown yeah i can't even figure out what's going on dude i'll say this i've watched wwe for 30 years yeah it's not always been great I mean, even like you hear people like the 97 through 99, every Raw was awesome. Every pay-per-view was awesome. That's not true. If you go back and watch on that stuff, there was some terrible stuff. Oh, yeah. If you go back and watch it, there are Raws where you have no idea what's going on. Yeah. So it's not always going to be great, but there are great times. WWE right now is insane, and it's unwatchable. It's unwatchable. I... I went to watch the Superstar Shakeup because I was like, uh, it's like a season premiere. You know, maybe we'll run some cool angles. Maybe it'll be some cool things. And the first thing was the Viking experience, and I just turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, something you go see at a museum, the Viking experience. Well, That's now like... they changed it again. Now they're the Viking Raiders. Oh, so they raid? They don't experience? Yeah. Which is like being the Bengal Ravens. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know what that's like. It's like being the, like, I don't even know, man. I can't even. I mean, it's unwatchable. I don't know what they're going to do. Um, they have record low ratings. They're sporadic. They have so many people that are unhappy and one out. Which, you know, I think part of that is that it's a cool thing right now to get on Twitter and say that you want your release. Yeah, that it's a you know everybody's. It's a way to get uh, attention. It's like uh, it's like kids who get in trouble at school to get their parents' attention. Yeah, Um, but I mean they're they're just you know the Fox thing is coming up, man. I just I don't know, man. It's it's really bad. It's unwatchable. It's it is unwatchable. I mean. Maybe if they would have stayed the Viking experience so we could experience Vikings uh, firsthand. Yeah. Um, I get, I don't even, I can't even make a joke about it. I'm done. I'm done talking WWE. Yeah. Uh, we can't talk about it. I mean, I, I will say one of the weirder things they're doing is Dean Ambrose left. He legit left, but they had, probably 15 goodbye Dean Ambrose nights. Yeah. <laughs> I've, ne- I've never seen for a guy who's leaving the company and probably going to work somewhere else. I mean, the rumor is that he's going to retire. I don't see that happening, but um, maybe he told them that so they wouldn't be mad at him. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's popping up somewhere. He, I mean, how old is Dean? I want to say 37. He's late 30s. Yeah, but he's smart. You know, he's got his health about him, and he's smart. I mean, he left because he wasn't happy creatively, and he can be creative somewhere else. So, 
Yeah. Um, I mean, they just, I, I, I don't know why they gave him so many goodbyes for someone who's leaving. It doesn't make any sense. I think they might do a documentary on it, too. Yeah, I'm sure they will. And they act like the Shield is the greatest. And the Shield was cool, but they hype the Shield like it's the greatest thing that has ever happened to WWE. They did really think that's the greatest stable of all time. Yeah. And, I mean, it, everything they do now doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know if Vince is just, like, got his mind on the XFL right now. But it's just it's really bad. Um, so yeah, that's that's WWE. Um, what else? Oh, AW. So me and Jamie are gonna go to Vegas. Uh, yeah, Cody cast all weekend. Yeah, Cody will be wrestling his brother Dustin Rhodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was announced, so that's kind of cool. I mean, I think we talked about that. We called it months ago. Yeah, I think you did, actually. Yeah, I did. And I didn't know. I mean, no one really – I don't think anyone really knew Dustin's, like, contract status. But I guess he was released in January. But he promised mm-hmm. not to talk about it until now. And I think he did let them know that he's going to go work with Cody a little bit. And, I mean, Dustin's, like, 50 years old, so it's not like he's – you know, going to make a run there, I don't think. But he just wants to do something with his brother. And Well, if anything, he's such a good presence backstage, like, and a teacher. Like, he can even, you know, a lot of people don't give, like, Dustin Rhodes Goldust credit for, like, his mic work and stuff like that. But he's actually really good on the mic um, for a lot of years. And, I don't know, he can just bring a lot to the table to the backstage part of AEW. Yeah, I think he started wrestling in like '89. Oh yeah, he I remember mean, he was on Gold, uh, Goldust debuted in like '95. Yeah, and so he was Goldust. I mean, how many people are one character for like twenty years? 20. You know, so I mean, he was that character for twenty four years. I mean, he was even Lone Star Dustin Rose. I mean, he fought on the back of that semi. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> he's had an incredible career, and it's it's really the best case scenario for a Cody match. I think. Oh, yeah. I think it is, too. And I, I think Dustin can still work, and Cody is good enough to carry him for a 30-minute match if they want to have one. You know, I don't know if it'll go that long, but, like, just the story behind it and, like, him retiring the gimmick, I don't know. I'm pretty stoked about it, actually. Like, I'm really looking forward to this. I'm a big Dustin Rhodes fan, too. I mean, the video they released of it, he cut an awesome promo about why he wants to wrestle Cody and uh, – yeah. It was. It's gonna be cool, and you know, I don't know how all these gonna work and what kind of TV deal they're gonna get. You know, the rumor is TNT. Um, I don't know what's gonna happen with them. Um, time will tell. But for for a first ever show, you have Omega versus Jericho, Lucha Bros versus Young Bucks, Pac versus Hangman Page, Cody versus Dustin Rhodes. I mean. It's an awesome fucking show. Yeah, I can't wait to podcast live, you know, before the show, our pre-show, I guess. Tune in for our uh, Double or Nothing pre-show. Yeah. I mean, Jamie's going to be with Blake in person. Yeah, and I mean, our feud may come to an end. It may, I don't know if we'll blow off there, though, but I mean, 
we'll definitely have a debate on how stupid Daniel Bryan is and how much Blake doesn't know. Um, Blake Schenberger is. Uh, I just we'll talk about how uneducated he is, really. Yeah, so it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, okay, so now that we are done talking about um, WWE, well, I guess we're not. Um, <laughs> um, I did want to real quick talk about this is kind of old news, but we haven't addressed it here. I wanted Jamie's thoughts on it, but um, so there was a segment on John Oliver's show. I don't watch it, but I guess it's a pretty popular show. Um, right before WrestleMania, they decided to do a segment on WWE, and they basically kind of bashed WWE as this evil corporation who doesn't provide the wrestlers with health care and, um, you know, brought up the ind- independent contractor dispute and how they're signed to WWE, but they're independent contractors. And basically Vince is fucking everybody over. And they use like Bret Hart interviews from 1997 where, when like Bret Hart just got screwed by Vince and obviously hates them. And they use other interviews. I don't think they use an interview that's like within the last 15 years. Um, it was just a really shitty job, but um, I thought the segment was terrible. I know a lot of people ask me about it who aren't wrestling fans. They wanted my opinion on it. Look, it'd be nice if everyone got health care. It's um, Vince, at the, a long time ago, there's no way he could have afforded it. No, there's no way. And these wrestlers choose – Oh, they're doing what they love, blah, blah, blah. Well, I mean, that's tough shit. That's the life those guys chose to do. Like, they weren't, like, drafted, you know, like, well, you're drafted into wrestling. You know what I mean? It's like they chose to do that. They signed as independent contractors, and they made a decent fucking living. Yeah, and they – all this talk about they don't get taken care of and they're all on drugs because they're hurt and, like, all this stuff. It's, like, so 20 years ago, like, they do take care of those guys now and no, they don't have health insurance and yes, WWE could afford it now, but you know, what's the point now? I mean, why would, why would you do it now? If you've been, if you've been doing it like this for so long and wrestlers know the deal and healthcare would be nice. It would, it'd be awesome. It'd be awesome. If everybody got healthcare, it'd be awesome. If everyone got free food and free everything. Yeah. Well, I've, Ain't always Skittles and rainbows. Man, I was literally just about to say that. (laughs) But, I mean, you know, it'd be nice if, you know, all these people whine and cry and don't work for what, I don't know. It, You know, John Oliver can suck a fucking dick. He (laughs) is, you know, he thinks, like, John Oliver's that show that people watch that make them think that they're clever about politics and society. And they think he's, like, this brilliant dude that comes out. It's kind of funny, though, if he's going to shit on Vince for not giving him health care, why doesn't he shit on Obama for fucking passing the health care policy and forcing it through that and took pretty much the entire blue collar class, made them lose their tax money, made them pay penalties because they couldn't afford health care. So, like, what? I don't, I don't get it. I'm not trying to get political on, on this, I guess. I shouldn't probably go there, but, like, if you're going to shit on one person for not providing health care, you should shit on another for 
stealing money from people. I like Obama. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm not even going to, I don't know. I like him. I liked him. But I, I mean, I 20, 20 years ago, this would have made a lot more sense than it does now. Yeah. So and, 20 years ago, he would have been 22 years old, living in England, um, doing, I don't know what he would have done. He's 42 now, I think. Uh, well, I don't know what he was doing 22 years ago, but he damn sure wasn't paying attention to fucking wrestling. Yeah, I mean, uh, you you run a segment a week before WrestleMania about WWE. I mean, I get it, but that like they there's no facts behind it. It was it was a botch job, man. It was it was really terribly done. And I mean, it is a good point. The independent contractor thing it doesn't make any sense. But at the end of the day, man, that's how they've always done it, and the, those those wrestlers aren't complaining about it. And the reason why they did that is so you could choose, like, they could contract you out to other territories and make money off you, and so you could make money. I mean, that's what they did with Andre the Giant. Like, he went from territory to territory as, like, a shock and awe. Like, it's, I don't know. It's, fuck John Oliver. I don't give a fuck about his show. People think they're clever because they, you know, regurgitate his bullshit. Uh, I don't really care. It doesn't matter that you brought something up from 1997. No, I agree. And I will say, you know, a good thing that has come out for wrestling, I think, is Vice Lands doing the dark side of the ring. If you haven't watched yep. these, they're pretty cool. I will say that for someone like me, it's not a lot of new information. So I watched it, and it, it was great. It's it well done. But it's not like I went away from, like, oh, my God. Like, I didn't find out anything new. I watched the the – Bruiser Brody thing. I already knew the whole story. Yeah. Um, I watched the Macho Man thing. It was nothing new. Um, I watched the the Montreal Screwjob thing. It was nothing new. The only thing I did find out from the Screwjob one was that Cornette claims that he's the one who brought it up. And, and Vince Russo also claims that he's the one who brought it up, like, to do it. And, Which uh, is which on um, sorry to interrupt, but on uh, Bruce Pritchard on something to rest. Bruce Pritchard actually said that Corny did bring it up during a roundtable discussion with him and Russo and Vince. Pritchard says that Cornette was not being like serious. That he said, "Well, fuck it, let's screw him." And you know how Cornette is just, oh, well, fuck it. Let's screw him. Yeah. Well, you know, Cornette, Cornette says on the documentary, you know, I brought it up to Vince, like, hey, and he brought up an old, old thing that already happened where someone did get screwed. And he's like, you know, we could always do this. And, he, you know, Vince was like, I don't want to do that. And Corny had no idea it was going to happen until it happened. Yeah. So, Bruce didn't um, even know. A lot of people didn't know. So um, I know on the documentary that WWE has, Triple H says that he's the one who said it. Um, who knows who really said it, but, you know, Vince is the one who made the call, and um, that's all that matters Actually, at the end of the day. Yeah, I believe the fact that Cornette came up with it or that mention. I believe that he told Vince that story, and that probably put the idea in Vince's head. And I also believe that they were talking about it, and Triple H probably was like, hey, fuck him, let's do it. And I'm sure Sean was the same way. At the time, hated him. I was like, yeah, fuck him. 
And, you know, there, a lot of wrestlers would agree with that. They're like, hey, you, you don't want to do business. You're leaving. You know, fuck you. Who cares? You know? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, he got screwed. But, like, not wanting to lose in Canada is, like, such a ridiculous thing. And Bret Hart was being an asshole about it. And you got to do what you got to do, man. And yeah, I mean, uh, going to WCW would have been was a dumb move anyway. So yeah, but I mean, those if you get a chance to watch those on Viceland, those are awesome. I highly recommend them. And there's a Von Eric one that comes out next week that's supposed to be unbelievable. So um, yeah, I can't wait for that one. I actually, they were talking about who uh, in the same deal. They were talking about who, like, if if Hogan didn't leave AWA. And go to WWF, then they probably they think that probably Mean Gene Oakland and Bobby Heenan wouldn't have left to come over anyway. And they were talking about who would take Hogan's spot. And the only person in all wrestling they could think of that could have been anywhere close to over with what they did with Hogan was Kerry Von Erich. So talk about how Vince loved the Von Erichs and always tried to get them like. Yeah, well, I, I've heard Meltzer say it a hundred times. Like, if you if you didn't grow up around that time, like in Texas, in the seventies, like when world class was huge, you can't understand like how over the Von Erichs were and how like so over. Like even in regular society, they were just like the most popular thing in Texas, and like girls treated them like rock stars and. Kerry Von Eric was like huge, huge. Um, you know, he had his issues, which is what the documentary is about. But the Von Erics were, I mean, it's a crazy wrestling story for sure. But I highly, yeah. highly recommend those. Um, before we wrap up, we're going to pay some bills, but I do have breaking news. We are no longer um, represented by Black Tux. Yeah. So uh, I do want to announce, tell everyone to stop buying Black Tux. Um, I know Roadkill is no longer um, on Black Tux. Yeah. So, yeah. So we're back. Our sponsors, Anchor, and it's like the old days. Yep. But we'll never not have a sponsor. I mean, when you're at our level, yeah, I mean, you just Black Tux didn't want to pay us as enough as Anchor do, does now. So, I mean, when you get offered more money from somewhere else, it just means you're moving up in the world. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the our, the people we do the podcast through not only let us do it for free, like we don't have to pay to use any of the equipment or do anything, but they pay us to advertise for them. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll probably start – I mean – one day we may start our own pr- promotion. Who knows? With all the money we get. Yeah, so, yeah, there you go. Don't, if you've been renting Black Tux because of us, which I'm sure you have. Yeah, a lot of you have, I'm sure. Yeah, I saw Ben took his family to church on Easter, and they were all wearing tuxedos, I'm sure. Or not tuxedos, but, like, suits. I'm sure his bitch ass went to Black Tux. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, did they have them small enough for him there? They make the they make the um, crotch area smaller. Okay, like he takes it and gets it tailored. Okay, okay, I see. But um, yeah, so there you go. We're gonna pay some bills real quick. And all right, so as we wrap up here, 
Um, I did want to mention real quick, also in the news has been CM Punk, who did make a return to wrestling. He um, showed up at a small indie show in Wisconsin. He was dressed in all black from head to toe, wearing a sweater. Like, he's covered from head to toe. You couldn't tell it was him. But um, he's wearing a mask. But he ran in and did a GTS during a match. Um, but don't read too much into it. I know Jamie got super excited thinking he was back. <laughs> but um, he was just hanging out with a couple of his buddies was doing the show. And it was a final show in that building that CM Punk wrestled in a lot when he was coming up. And he just wanted to do something with his friends and help his buddies out. And I think it's a one-time thing. Um, definitely worth noting, though. I know Jamie misses CM Punk dearly. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I don't give a damn about CM Punk. Um, <laughs> I don't believe his bullshit. All all I know is CM Punk is a whiny ass bitch. There you go. Uh, he was not. That doesn't mean he wasn't good at what he did. Uh, Man, you know who loves CM Punk? Blake. Oh, Blake's Jim Booger, that makes sense. I'm sure. Why does he love all the whiny-ass bitches? Maybe he's a whiny-ass bitch. Is that the kind of men that he likes? Yeah, that's the kind of men he respects. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Like, the wrestler, like, he just likes people who whine and cry. CM Punk whine and cried about not getting his moment. Boo fucking who. Uh, People like goddamn Shawn Michaels wrestled for 15 years before they got their moment, so... I don't know. Yeah, and now Becky Lynch may have made a WrestleMania before CM Punk did, so. Yep, and that's actually hilarious. Um, But, yeah, so there it is, man. Another, uh, we're back. I mean, it's like we, our form never left. Um, Yep. We're glad to be back, man. We are, um, of course, check us out on Twitter, YouTube. Spotify, iTunes, all our spots. Facebook page yeah. coming. Jamie's ready for it. Yeah, coming soon. Uh, Facebook will probably launch with uh, uh, maybe one of our next few episodes and maybe a uh, an interview with uh, someone special. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. We will catch you next week.